got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. What's up, everybody? Uh, uh, it's been a minute, but uh, I'm back here. Unfortunately, Jeb and Kelly have caught the sick bub, bug. Not bub. the bad one that can't be named, like Voldemort. Uh, a good one called uh, a cold. Uh, so they're not here today, but we still have Coffee and Crypto live. So we are going to have a great show today. No Kelly, no Jeb, but we have every other star you want. I want to start off with the guy sitting in my seat today. T-Shroom, how often have you sat in that seat? Because it is, it is T-Shroom sitting in my seat today. I think I've only sat in this seat a total of two times officially. How are you liking it? It's a good seat. It's a good seat. I've made some adjustments to the lighting situation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So far, I'm really pleased with those with those decisions. And I just appreciate, you know, the authorities that really, you know, saw the importance of those adjustments. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think and it's got a nice lean to the left, like because I think it broke a little bit. Uh, all of our seats in this office are broken except for probably three. Uh, but it's a good seat anyway. Uh, sitting at the research table, which really, you know, we call it that when the researchers are there. Today we don't have researchers there. But it is my brother, Caleb. Caleb, how are you doing today? What's up, guys? I'm doing well. I uh, got my coffee for Coffee and Crypto Jeb. Hey. Um, hey. Coffee and Go Crypto. check out the merch over at the website. But I'm doing great. Yeah, we're going to get you talking more today, too, Caleb, because I have a question lined up for you a little bit later. Let's go. It's going to be good. Excited. And the last verse. I know this isn't the order that Jeb usually introduces them, but you know what? Jeb's out, so I get to run the show the way I would like. The last person is your favorite, the Turtle King, this guy. This guy. I saved the best for last. The gall. The gall. The best for last. The gumption. Anyways, guys. I have an opportunity here to tell you guys about something very special before even shout out the members. Guys. Guess what? Today, after the stream, literally as soon as the stream is over, we're starting up another stream for our members. Our members only hey, Q&A well. is happening. So if you're not a member, what are you doing? Eh? If you want to hear question and answers from me, from uh, T-Shroom, from, uh, uh, from Tim. And guys, don't worry. If you wanted to ask Jeb some questions, we're going to be doing another one of these this month. So, boom. Guys, it's going to be great. Members only stream. But speaking of members, I want to shout out some members. I'm going to shout out, first and foremost, Michael Mike, the humble Swede. Very humble. I love him. Uh, next, I'm going to shout out Christopher McFarlane. So awesome. And then I'm going to shout out Alexandre Inacio. You guys are awesome. You're the best. And hopefully you're going to be tuning into the members only live stream right after this stream. Thank you, guys. Yeah. No, guys, please don't check out. One of Jeb's uh, sickest wishes was that you keep watching the show. So nobody tune out. It's going to be a good show. We had a lot to cover. Before I get going into what the topics today are, make sure you guys, if you love this stream, if you love Jeb, if you love me, T-Shroom, Smay, and Caleb, hit that like button. And if you are new, please consider hitting the subscribe button because this is a fast-growing channel where we seek every single day to teach you guys how to think, not what to think. And we are here learning alongside of you. Still a lot to learn. Crypto is young so there's a lot a lot a lot to learn and we want to do that with you guys so please consider not just hitting that subscribe button but even if you would like to join that membership group and again there's a lot of things moving forward with that as may just mentioned so 
With that being said, in today's show, we're gonna do a lot of TA, but we also have some new stuff. So we're gonna be covering coins like Cardano. We're gonna be covering coins like Link, which I have a, um, some fun stuff to talk about Link there because it's good, but it's disappointing to me. We're gonna be talking about Phantom, and then the last two, we're gonna be doing Dot, and what was the last one we got here? Uh, Terra Luna. So we're also gonna be doing Bitcoin and Ethereum as normal, but we got some very interesting metrics going on in Bitcoin. Oh, we have a hand ring. Oh, you don't have to stop talking. It's supposed to be a silent signal, dude. Well, well when you wiggle fingers, okay, that anyway. seems pretty immediate. All right, so I was just going to also say before we uh, forget to mention it, guys, today's stream is sponsored by, uh, brought to you by TradingView Premium. So, uh, yeah, I'll let Tim talk oh, about okay. it more. Yes. I was going to talk about that a little later, but. Well, no, uh, we yeah. had, you, had, you Cut right to it. We're brought Cut to right you to it. <laughs> no, so we're going to be doing that. There's some great news happening in Bitcoin. And here's the thing the whole purpose of this title. There's a lot of people, I think, right now who are kind of getting cold feet about Bitcoin as a whole. And it's just one of those things. I know that people get discouraged, discouraged, discouraged. There are some people who believe we're potentially in a bear market. There are so many bullish indicators coming if we can just hold on. And we'll discuss that throughout the stream. If you can just hold on, there will be money to be made in Bitcoin. It should, it's too early to be running away. But we want to talk about all that and more. Let's go ahead and jump on in, though, first by checking with chat. I don't know if there's any super chats or if there's any good questions in chat. But I do want to heavily be able to interact with you guys today. So, Caleb, you are now sitting there doing the super chats. Anything happening? Uh, no super chats just yet. A lot of people, I saw somebody said, didn't know Tim could sing just have far eye. Tim has a great voice um, but you know everybody seems really excited uh, for the show okay well then without anything else happening let's go ahead and do a coin market cap review so give me just a second Smay, before we go on my screen so I can get that up uh, all right you can go to my screen now let's do let's just look at coin market cap kind of get a, a view of what's happening in the space before we jump into some TA I didn't do this the other day and that's my bad but I want to start with the dominance so Bitcoin is down again today I believe yesterday when we were doing the show we were at 39.4 percent dominance we're now down to 39.3 not massive but it is something to be aware of that Bitcoin is going down to dominance despite the fact we are talking about looking over here the next couple of months, I would heavily expect this number to be rising. So let's keep an eye on that as we move forward over this next quarter. Uh, coming down, we have pretty much almost the entire market between one to two percent dip. So it's kind of like a down day for uh, crypto as a whole, especially in the top 10. Looks like Terra Luna was the biggest loser at 3.98, but Polkadot was the biggest gainer at 1.37. Again, not numbers really too impressive or anything to really freak out about, but just so you guys see that. Uh, the biggest gainer of the day was a coin called Mina. I have no, or Mina, I have no idea which way that would be pronounced, and I have no idea what that coin is. It's ranked number 82, so it's probably one that I should probably start looking into. Tishun, do you have any idea what Mina or Mina is? And if you in chat to let me know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I do not know about yeah, that coin. You do not know about that coin. Yeah, that's so, uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit later about Chainlink, a little tidbit for you guys. I almost entered a trade. This is a, a, a sad moment for me. Last week, I was looking at my TA on Chainlink, and I heavily considered getting into a trade there. I decided against it. And I made a mistake because obviously Chainlink has had a really good, uh, not just last 24 hours, but 28% up on the week. It, when I when I wanted to trade, it was at a bottom. And so I would have, that would have been a good trade. But you learn from the past. That's all. The biggest losers we had in the space recently was Yearn Finance is down 7.25%. Curve Dow token uh, is down 650. You know, overall, I wouldn't say that's massively terrible necessarily, but just if you were in those, you lost a little bit. Uh, 
as a whole, though, let's see if there's any big lunar Terra Luna. Terra Luna is in the you know top ten coin. Yeah, you can you can uh, you can keep lunar. it. You can keep it down. Oh yeah, my favorite coin's old Terra Lunar. <laughs> I love it. The bullying doesn't stop. I'm sorry, Tim. <laughs> it it caught stop. me off guard. You know what? We're going to go ahead and jump on into TA now that we've looked at the market. Uh, I want to start with ADA because this is a coin that I definitely love and I know a lot of you guys love. And I believe, is there anyone in this room who is not invested in Cardano? I am heavily invested in Cardano. Come on. So everyone in this room loves Cardano. Uh, you guys are going to see by looking at my screen, got a lot of lines here because I've been, you know, this is a this is a coin I do TA on quite uh, regularly. And all these lines are different levels. If those of you who do TA are different levels of support and resistance. Uh, but before I jump in too far, the first thing I want to point out, what we've been talking about, we, we moved for a while in, in a descending uh, route. We had a descending wedge formed here that we finally broke bullish of. And as I told you guys back when, uh, let's see, this is probably two weeks ago, I said I was looking for the levels around uh, 135 for confirmation. We are hovering a little bit right below that in kind of a pocket. Uh, you guys are going to see all these different lines have different pockets of support and resistance that we turn. Uh, for you guys wondering, Tim, how did you come up with those lines? It's a combination of using the VPVR and looking at former tops and re uh, resistances because that really tells us where the bears and the bulls like to act. So if you guys are seeing, you guys, I'm scrolling out here, you guys are going to see a lot of lines uh, following these peaks of VPVR. As we've talked about several times in the show, VPVR is something that kind of shows us where there's a lot of resistance, where there's a lot of support. It's kind of like a hill. It's really hard to roll up mountains. It's really easy to roll down them. So once we cover peaks and get past them, there's usually a range where it's actually really not that much resistance for either the bulls or the bears to get through. And you're going to see that a lot of those lines correspond perfectly with tops. We see tops over here. We see some good consistent points right here, places where we use as resistance and support, the both of them. So that's where I got those lines, just in case anyone was wondering. But let's look at a little bit more specific TA on Cardano, starting with some of our oscillators. Uh, the first thing I noticed, let's see, I had this drawn up earlier from a while ago. I think that was on a different timeline as well. Uh, the first thing I'm noticing on Cardano is there's really not much happening. We we kind of reverse from a bear trend into more of a bullish trend. And right now we are not building either bullish or bearish RSI divergence. So to me, this is actually a bullish sign for Cardano in the long run that we're going to continue this trajectory up. The MACD is starting to slowly come back down. We had some bullish MACD movement, but the can't the, the bars or the histograms are just starting to come back down. But you're going to see as we cover other coins as well, it seems like in the entire crypto market, MACDs are starting to get kind of sideways movements. They're kind of going to ride alongside of each other. There's not really a lot of power for the bulls or the bears, which is kind of a signal to me that almost the entire space right now is in a massive decision point. I believe it's going to be breaking bullish, but that's for every single person to decide for themselves. Let's look at the Bollinger Bands TD Sequential and see if there's anything happening there as well. Bollinger Bands puts us right, <coughs> excuse me, right below the 20 SMA. Uh, this, you know, on the bottom side of it, but this is something I want to keep an eye on. In technical analysis, there's no such thing as a perfect metric. The fact that we started above and came down or are hovering here, I want to see what happens next. I'm not expecting us to break to the downside, despite the fact that we're below the 20 daily SMA, but it is something to keep an eye on. But I would heavily expect us to be rallying around this point. You guys can see, despite the fact that candle bodies closed down here, we're key, we continue to touch our wicks up 
to that 20. Can we break through, come back up to the top of the Bollinger Bands to make uh, that happen? Let's see how T-Sequential is happening here. A uh, lot of sideways movement. Look at look at this. You know, I'm not going to go into the details of what T-Sequential is, but look how many times the colors keep switching. After we had a green 8, you know, we call this a red 8 because it means that we're about to, you know, when that gets to 9, we're probably about to see a, a reversal. But look how many times we switch. We had a red 1, 2, 3, 4, then a green 1, then a red 1, then a green 1, then a red 1. So again, that kind of backs up that sentiment that we're really in some sideways decision-making uh, positions right now. Uh, so this is a thing I would say right now, if you are already in a Cardano trade the way I am, kind of just sit still, just hang tight. You might be in a little bit of a negative because we are sitting at 132, so I'm in the negative on that trade. <clears throat> I think altogether, when, I, when I've done all of my different points of investment in Cardano, I'm still bullish, but this is not a time to give up. Hold on, hold tight. Let's see if anything is happening more specifically on the four hourly chart where, we, as you guys can see, definitely have some constricted movement uh, after this volatility. Let's see what's happening on the oscillators. Uh, again, nothing necessarily too crazy. It looks like, again, the trend is continuing there. Uh, our MACD, we're continuing to just stay boring, crossing red, green, red, green, staying thin, staying close together. So again, I don't even think we need to look that much farther in Cardano. We're in a season of kind of a lot of accumulation, capitulation, and I expect a breakout coming very soon, but I'll keep you posted on what's happening there. Let's go ahead. I probably spent too much time on that coin, but I love Cardano. Let's go to Chainlink and look at what's happening over there. And I, I told you earlier, so literally... I don't think we were quite here. We had just had this dip. I'm pretty sure it was right here around, let's see, actually, no, sorry, it wasn't here. It was back in December, around December 29th. I was looking at this. I was looking at the price. I was looking at the fact that we had just had a peak come back down, and I was like, man, Chainlink is looking kind of good. Also, when I come out to a bigger time frame, we're going to see that we're actually in a larger time frame symmetrical triangle pattern. Let me try to get this for you guys really pretty. We're in a symmetrical triangle pattern of which, at the time, we were sitting nice at the bottom of it right down here. So I was like, all right, this is, or sorry, right down here. I was like, this is a great time probably to get into Chainlink. But I decided, you know what, Tim, let's wait to see if it comes down and touches one more time. That was a mistake because if I had gotten in, I definitely would be sitting close to a 30% gain. But as you guys can see, doesn't matter what happened in the past. We need to look forward. What should we be expecting with Chainlink? Before I jump into any oscillators or any other indicators, the first thing I'm noticing is, as I said, we're in a symmetrical triangle pattern coming towards the end, a symmetrical triangle pattern that I do expect us to break bullish when we do break. But we're getting closer to the uh, the resistance level that we've been continuingly hitting for the last couple of weeks. I don't know if this is a position I'm comfortable getting a chain link right now. It's very possible that we could break through because I would say we're more than 70% of the way through the symmetrical triangle pattern. And for those of you who have taken CT2A or any technical analysis, learning symmetrical triangle patterns usually break in the same direction that they were entered into. And it's usually breaks somewhere between the 70 to 90% portion of the of the pattern. We are definitely past 70%. So whether we hit this resistance, come back down before going back up, or whether we break through right now, that is something I'm not quite sure. But at this point, there's nothing confirming that I would enter a trade uh, at this moment. If you're already in one, great. Keep writing it out. Uh, don't take profits probably a little closer until we hit that resistance, but it looks like you're doing great. Let's look at the daily charts. RSI divergence. As you guys can see, I was doing this earlier. Uh, the reason, another reason why I thought we were breaking bullish is as you guys can see that line, 
Clearly, we had some longer time frame uh, bullish R side divergence. Obviously, a lower price point, but a, a lower. Sorry, we we rose in our price, but we lowered in our RSI. So that was bullish R side divergence. That's what we're playing out right now. And what I see happening is we're actually setting up, as I just said, probably a, a, a bounce off this resistance and back to the downside because we are setting up really nicely to have some bearish R side divergence, a negative price action. But it looks like at the moment a flat level of uh, of RSI. But I don't think that's done. I do think the price is going to come up to this red line, not be as high as this peak, but the RSI will definitely be above. So for that reason, I do think we're going to hit this level of resistance, come back down. As far as the MACD, this is confirming this, this positive movement. So I told you guys, a lot of the market's looking kind of boring on MACD. Link is an example where we actually have some growing green histograms. So this is just confirmation. This was a great trend. If you got in, you made some good money. Again, you're probably going to end up closing somewhere around 40% uh, profit if you take profit at that red line. Not a bad trade, uh, so super excited there. Let's move on to another project we want to do because I want to get through these before we get to Bitcoin. Re really quick, you got any uh, thought before you move from from Link? Yeah, I was just yeah. reading. It looks like Chainlink has had a a, a big uh, windfall of whale uh, investment. Uh, wow. Okay. This this article from the Daily Ho uh, DailyHodl.com says largest Ethereum investors splurge over two hundred and sixty million on one crypto asset. That asset you later find out in the article is Chainlink. So, uh, but that's a that's a pretty big number, and uh, it's pretty interesting to see you know Ethereum investors turning a, a fond eye towards yeah. our ch dear Chainlink. Yeah, let us know in chat what your thoughts of Chainlink are. When I entered it, you know, I'm I'm Chainlink is not a project that I'm like goo goo gaga about, but it was one I said was a great trading opportunity. So I don't know if I would put uh, investments into it at this point. I need to do more research there, but I definitely looked at it as a trading opportunity. Uh, and and I guess that backs it up right there that they, they, that was a, a perfect spot to do it. Let's see with that fundamental news. Let's see if this technical analysis is disregarded. If this bearish RSI divergence we're setting up gets canceled out and we end up breaking bullish through this symmetrical triangle pattern. I would love to see it for everyone holding a uh, link. Uh, I just, again, let's not count the chickens where they hatch. I would expect us to, to resist one more time. But let's move on to Phantom because we do want to get on with the rest of the show. So I didn't know I'd actually ever done anything on Phantom, but I, as you guys can see, I drew something here a long ago, but I'm going to delete that because that's really not that important. Let's look out here and just kind of see what we see developing at the moment on the uh, on the screen. So the first thing I see here, and some of you might see this as well, I'm going to go ahead and use an extended line just to kind of see where this uh, plays out. But I, I am seeing potentially a ascending wedge or a rising wedge developing on this. I'm going to go and just touch these points and see when I back up, is there any confirmation of that? You know, it's not completely touching it, but that region, that zone, that's pretty close. Depending on how I drew that line, I think I could get some touches there. Clearly, though, we have several touches here with Wix getting up towards that region. So I'm going to go ahead and you know, say, guys, I, unless you guys disagree with me, and this is why I want you guys to be doing your own TA as well, I think in a longer time frame, we are looking at a, a rising wedge. But as you guys can see, we have a lot of room left in Phantom before I would be concerned with a, bull, a bearish breakout of that. When we zoom in a little closer, though, Let's look at what we have going on here. You know, it looks like we potentially could be forming on the uh, daily chart a uh, a rising triangle or a ascending triangle, which would cause a bullish breakout, which would continue the sentiment sentiment of having a rising wedge. But what I, the reason I'm saying that is because while we have these constant bounces here, we have one, two, and now three touches. Let's see, do we break through right here? Do we come back down one more time before we break through? Let's look at some oscillators to kind of confirm what's happening there. Yeah, there's, there's definitely some, uh, let's see what here. That's about equal, so it's not, I wouldn't really call that 
bearish RSI divergence, but this one right here would be bearish RSI divergence because while the levels are the exact same, the we have a rise in the RSI. Um, let's see here. The MACD is looking great. Here's another project where the MACD is continuing to grow. Uh, let's see here. I want to go down to a shorter time frame, see if we see anything else happening that could tell us a lot. Of, as you guys can see when I zoomed in here, a lot of increased volume. So that's a great sign for anyone who's in here. This rise in price was confirmed with some high volume, but sure enough, there's what I was looking for. You guys are going to see right here, uh, bearish RSI divergence forming on the Forley chart, a descending line on the RSI while we have an ascending line on the price action. I would not be surprised, guys. Also, you see here the MACD, the MACD starting to come back down. I would not be surprised if we saw here in the next little bit uh, one more fall back down to touch support, which would be another a higher low. And then we break through this ascending triangle and continue up uh, and set, let's see, would this be new all-time highs? Let me go out to a, you know, don't do TA on Phantom that often. Yeah, I, I think, guys, it's not gonna be that long before a Phantom sets a new all-time high. Watch for us to bounce back down here before setting up, and we could be coming all the way up as high as 892 before I think there would be a lot of strong reason to believe that we're gonna have to go into a, a little small bear trend. Not bear market, just a bear trend, breaking bearish out of that ascending wedge. Uh, but let me know what you guys think. For those of you who are involved in Phantom, uh, is there anything breaking in the news about Phantom? Because like I said, there, that's what I thought was really interesting when it was on the 4 chart, is that uptick in uh, volume. That's really nice for anyone who's there. Is there any reason for that whatsoever? I mean, it, it does look like a, uh, a founder of uh, a VC founder. He's called a heavyweight of coin fund. Yeah. Uh, Austin Barack has been looking into Phantom and, and may even have made some investments in, into Phantom. So, you know, you get you get these whales, you know, moving their weight around. It, it tends to, uh, yeah. you know, gain attention in the market. Okay. Well, guys, this is something I'm going to keep my eyes on. But before we move into Bitcoin, because that's where we want to get to, and, and just so you guys know, for today, we're going to do TA on Bitcoin Ethereum. There's not a lot of difference based on what we've done the last couple of days. So we're going to look at those really quick, closely, but then we're also going to, or quickly, sorry, we're going to talk about some news, some on-chain metrics, and talk about why we think a Bitcoin is, in fact, about to break here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but let's start. Let's do a couple of super chats, if there are any, Caleb, and then we'll jump into Bitcoin. Yeah, we got three. Uh, let's do it. From Johnny Tavers. Uh, he says, I was the first tow truck driver in Link. So, um... Congrats okay. to you, bro. Um, then Guns and Crypto says, bear market or not, there's always staking altcoins for 100 plus APR. Um, okay. So. Got observations here? Yeah. Last um, one. And then it's last one. Simple Man 699 says, hi there, Tim. I'm looking to buy some more coins, but for the moment, no idea what to invest in. I did take profits on my phantoms where I doubted my, my money, but wondered if, but wondered now if I sold early. Your on thoughts? On phantom? Yeah, he has. Um. Uh, he asked, what other coins should I invest in, like games-related, uh, bank-financial-related? Uh, he said he already owns ADA, BTC, CRV, et cetera. So. Yeah. So we talked about this a little bit yesterday. So Kelly went on a little bit of a, a spiel about you know all the different projects he's in. I can't remember the number, but it, 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 he's involved in a lot of different coins and a lot of different projects. And the reason why is because Kelly has a lot of time to research and to do his due diligence to know what he's investing in. Jeb kind of put it in a nice way. I think it was Jeb that said it, that when you invest 
invest in a coin. You need to have the mindset as if you are now a part owner of that project. Would you own a company you have no idea what they do? So my answer, you said it was Simple Man 699? Yep. You know, you've given a lot, Simple Man. Uh, So I hope this is really helpful to you. Do not want to give you any financial advice. First of all, you don't want to take financial advice from me. Uh, But secondly, I wouldn't legally be allowed to do it anyway. But I want you to think through, hey, what do I understand? What projects do I know? And if there is an exciting project that your friends love or you've seen other people just raving about, before you hit the buy button or the invest button, go read their white paper. Go read more on them. Read what's happening in the news. Read the downside. That's, I think I saw there's a, a really wise person I was listening to who said, actually, when you're doing your research on the fundamentals of a project, you should not be asking yourself, why is this project so good? The question you should be asking when you're doing your research is, why is this a bad project? And if you do not have a lot of answers as to why it's a bad project, that's a great investment. But if there's lots of answers and that's what you're looking for, because it's really easy to look for the upside. It's really easy to read, read, to read a white paper and say, oh, that's really cool what they're trying to do. Let me go ahead and buy in. Instead, look for what their weaknesses are. Look for what the problems are. And if you can't find any of those or you don't find very compelling ones, that's a great project for you to get invested in. I hope that answers your question. And uh, let's go ahead and jump into Bitcoin TA and we will move on. So you can go back to my screen. Uh, It's May. So. We've been, we've been talking about Bitcoin here for a while. Let me go out to the, I like to start on the four hourly chart, but I'll go out to the daily chart here in just a second. As you guys can see, we are, we are very much in a trading channel between this lower blue line, this higher red line. This is, you know, if you're just doing technical analysis in terms of traditional technical analysis, this would be called just a trading channel. If you are a believer of the Wyckoff accumulation phase, which I am, and this is a great example of playing out what he talks about, you're going to see that most likely we are still in phase C and we are getting closer to going to phase D. And what we're looking for, I've talked about this before, but in case anyone's newer here and you're wondering, Tim, what are we looking at on the technicals to be expecting a breakout? It is a combination of low price with low volume. Notice every single time that we have dips. So the first initial dip back here, massive volume. This good dip right here, we come down and touch a line, big volume. Come down, big volume. The confusing factor right here on the 20th of December was that we had a low price with an okay, decent amount of volume, but overall it was a lot lower than what we'd seen in the past. So this was the temptation, especially especially the fact that it was followed by a rally. This was the temptation to think, all right, was this phase D? Was this the last part of this accumulation? The reason why it was not was despite this one bar being, being a, a nice, good volume bar, there was no volume confirming this price action. And one thing we called for is just so you guys know, we will confirm coming out of this trading channel when the price starts closing candles above 53. So what you're looking for is a line. I'll go and draw it for you guys. We're looking for a line somewhere up in here. We need candle bodies closing above this line. We've not even had a wick go that far. You guys can see these high price actions with low volume was the reason that thing that indicated to institutional investors that, hey, there's still a lot of supply. There's still a lot of there's still a lot of people willing to sell at low prices. There's still a lot that we can shake out and accumulate more Bitcoin at a lower price. So consequently, we came back down. But what I did not like is look at these low prices with this high volume. I saw this, and a lot of analysts were saying, "Oh no, it looks like Bitcoin the bottom is in. That was the last time we need to touch. We're ready to rally." I disagree. When I see these low prices and I look at this high volume, this to me is screaming. If I was an institutional investor with the sole mindset of how can I get the most Bitcoin possible for the cheapest price? Because reality wise, I'm kind of taking a tangent here. We are going to move into a phase in life 
in the next couple of years where people are much more concerned about how much Bitcoin they own than how many dollars they own. So for these institutions, for these whales, for these people who have experience in the in, in, in the economy and they know the dying dollar, they are saying, I want to buy Bitcoin on sale as much as possible. And if there's no reason for it to pump, if there's everybody else is willing to sell down here, why the heck would I let the price rally? What, what this high volume tells them is there's a lot of bears, a lot of bulls willing to sell and buy right here. So that's why they are keeping the price right here. What I'm looking for, even this last dip, I still see an uptick in, in volume. I'm looking for this price to come down I think below this blue line, I'm actually expecting somewhere in the region uh, right around here between 45, maybe even as low as 42, I'm expecting the price to come down there with low volume. What that tells the institutions, the whales, is, hey, there's not as many people willing to sell anymore despite the fact that the price is low. This is the last shot. If you want to buy some Bitcoin, get it now. Then they will rally the price so they can make their profits. Uh, so just in case you guys were looking, if you are a believer in Wyckoff, let's keep watching this. I will continue to keep you guys updated, but that is something to look at. Another confirmation of a reason why I think that's going to happen is right here. What I have drawn for you. Let me go ahead and make this line right here red because we like on this channel to make our resistance levels red. We like to make our support levels blue. This is a resistance level. We used it all the way back here. One, two, uh, three times as resistance. We broke through it temporarily, but I would look at this more of probably like a bull trap, more so than confirmation, before we came back down and continued to use the same exact level of descending resistance. Now, notice what's happening on the bottom. We have touched this bottom blue line one, two, three, four, five times now. What does this give us? A flat bottom with a descending level of resistance is a descending triangle. What is a descending triangle? predicting bearish price action. What did I just say a little bit ago about what Wyckoff expects is he expects a spring to be coming down below that flat level of support. This descending triangle says we need to actually break below this flat level of support. These two confirm each other saying most likely we are going to see some price action happen somewhere between 42 and 45 before we have a spring that breaks up. This is something I'm expecting. I will draw it for you. I'm expecting the price action to look a little bit like this. We continue. Oh, I just moved uh, my support line. I'm expecting the price action to do one more bounce off this resistance, maybe even have a wick come above to, to kind of freak people out and be like, oh, no, we're ready to rally before we drop back down, come back down somewhere in this region right here, and then we rally up. We'll kind of hover, come up. We'll get to the top of our trading channel, hover. We'll break above. We'll come back down and touch it before we then explode to the upside. We'll check back in in a couple of weeks to see if that prediction is correct, but I'm telling you guys right now, the TA is screaming that. The... Uh, Wyckoff accumulation phase of teaching is teaching that. And even the uh, even the on-chain metrics we're going to talk about here in just a second, the on-chain metrics are screaming there's going to be a breakout coming soon, but there's no guarantee that it has to be tomorrow or the next day. So before I move on, uh, I want to check Lux Algo, but T Shroom, what are your thoughts about everything I was just talking about? And even Smay, because you were able to see my screen. Yeah, I mean, it, it looked good. It, I, I like the point that, you know, it, it hit hit that uh, lower uh, support like like five times and you know it's just kind of confirming that you know we really don't want to go the price does not want to go much lower another way to say that is people are holding strong yeah at that at that at those levels yeah um you know another way to look at it is some of the lines that kelly and i and jeb have been drawing you know are kind of showing this uh on the down on the four hour and on the daily 
you can see it to some, to a lesser extent, but you know, that it's kind of a descending wedge that's formed, um, you know, hopefully we'll be breaking out uh, to the upside of that pretty soon. And we'll get into that mm-hmm. a little bit more when we, we cover some of the news. Yeah, no, we're gonna cover news here and just saying I did want to use Lux Algo. For anyone who's wondering, Lux Algo, we you know, we love using Lux Algo here. Not that it's the end all be all, but it is something that's great at helping confirm. There, you know, the more we learned about what it was as a project, because there are moments if you if you don't know what you're doing with Lux Algo and all you're doing is reading these sell signals and buy signals, you're gonna notice you're like, wait, these sell signals and buy signals are flashing late. But if you know how to read the entire thing, this is a great indicator at helping confirm some things you read in technical analysis. And even for beginners, it gives you a great indication of what to expect. So if you're ever wondering when you're looking at other indicators, you're like, man, is that a bearish one? Or is that a bullish one? Go look at Lux Algo and you can kind of help see a bigger picture. But with that being said, I, I want to show you guys all of these red candles. The, I told you guys before, Lux Algo, these red candles and this trend catcher right here, this red line, it sometimes turns green, are really, really important. The fact that we still have red, we have not even turned purple, is to me a little bit more of a confirmation. I do think we have a little bit more down to go. Also, that red trend catcher, you know, it's not even showing signs of turning green. This is what I'm saying, though. The only thing I'll say, though, is look at what happens when we drop this much below this trend catcher. And this doesn't mean it happens today, doesn't mean it happens tomorrow, doesn't even necessarily mean it happens here for a couple of days. But look at how much below this trend catcher we are. Every time we get that far below, we usually have a good little rally at least if it's in the short term. But a lot of times, and I'm not going to go back and show you every time, a lot of times that could even indicate that we're going to have a good rally, which would go even further with my prediction of we still have some bearish movement to come down and then we will have a good explosion. Let's go down the four hourly chart and see what we see uh, with Lux Algo and see if there's any different story there. Come on. Sometimes it takes a second to load, but it is coming up. There we go. All right. So as you guys can see, we were well below, as I was talking about before, we were well below. We rallied. We turned the trend catcher green, but then we turned back red again. And this is even more so. You guys can see these purple candles. Purple candles are where there's indecision. We had green candles coming up. They turned purple, meaning, okay... We're, we're not liking the price action. We're not liking what's happening. We're not liking this flow. Is this this kind of an indecision point? We ended up turning green a little bit more before coming down here, turning purple, and then turning red for good. We have not even had any purple candles flash. Again, what I'm looking for on Lux Algo is not only this red trend catcher to turn green, but I'm looking for candles to start turning purple. The fact that we're still red means I think we're going to come back down here a little bit more, turn purple, create indecision, change, and then we'll set off to rally. Uh, so if you guys are interested in Lux Algo, I definitely, definitely, definitely encourage you guys getting that. There's a link in the description down below. But TA is not the only thing happening with Bitcoin. Again, I, I went a little bit longer than I thought I would, but I was trying to paint you a picture of what we expect the price action to do and explain why that's happening. But there's a lot of actual information in terms of news and on-chain metrics that we need to look at uh, to even see what's happening there. Let's start over here. Let me see here. We actually, this one, it tells a lot of story. The Bitcoin's illiquid supply continues to rise despite price correction. And then it talks about on-chain metrics. Look at this chart right here. Let me go ahead and pull it up to see if it, oh, this is not a chart that pulls up. So uh, can they see this well, Smay? All right, this blue line right here is illiquid supply. This red line is liquid supply. Most of you know what liquid and illiquid supply is, but in case you do not, I'll explain it for you guys. Illiquid supply is pretty much money that people have taken off exchanges and said, I'm going to hold this money. 
I'm not going to trade it. I'm not going to let anyone have access to it. I'm going to pull it off and hodl. Whereas red or liquid supply is when people put things back on the market, which doesn't always mean they want to sell it. It just means they want to, they could use it for a trade investment. They could use it for something else. Um, but a lot of times people put stuff back on the market so that they can sell it, take profit. Uh, and then that usually brings the price down. We are sitting at an all time high, which means more so than ever, people are actually wanting to hold their Bitcoin. And what happens when we hit these peaks is that's a lot of times, that's a lot of time where we see people uh, begin to rally in price. We see people saying, I'm not selling, I'm gonna keep moving forward. So this is just one metric, one on-chain metric that you guys know, there's only 24% of Bitcoin out there that's even sellable right now because 76% is actually coming down. To back that up, Bitcoin non-zero addresses are on the rise. So here's another metric. These are accounts of being open. We talked about last Last week, I believe, or earlier this week, I think, that over all of 2021, if you averaged out the, was it weekly or daily uh, addresses coming up? On this chart? No, so remember when we talked about 500,000 new wallets being made, was that daily or was that weekly? I think that was... On average, oh man, I I, I want to say it was daily actually. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was daily because it was it was. I remember thinking, wow, that's a massive number. And when you do the math, and uh, you know that times 365, it was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And I think but, it was IP addresses. But just so you guys know, these wallets are continuing to grow. Wallets with non-zero, which means these are wallets holding Bitcoin. People are accumulating. You know, it's it's funny because right now the sentiment actually, I've seen a lot of people seem like they're discouraged and they want to leave Bitcoin. They want to get out. They want to take their profits. Like I'm done with this. I'm going to go find something else. But in reality, we actually are seeing wallets be increased more and more and more. Non-zero wallets mean people are putting stuff in there. This is another massive bullish sign. What are the chances that all of these bullish indicators and all of these bullish signals are forming and then we end up breaking bearish down to what some people believe we could get all the way down to like $20,000? This doesn't make any sense. I understand the discouragement of people's sentiment. I understand, man, when we look at this chart and we look at the last couple of, listen, I'm going to go out to the daily chart. When we look at the last couple of weeks, we're like, man, Bitcoin just can't get anything going. It's boring. You know, even, even if you back it up even further and you look at everything since our last rally, the massive volume you have over here compared to the kind of dud, the dead and like low volume, it's kind of begs the question, is Bitcoin kind of boring? Is Bitcoin kind of played out? Is it, is it not really worth investing in anymore? And that's the exact thing that institutions and whales want you to believe so that you run away and they can buy all the Bitcoin themselves. And then by the time you get back, Bitcoin has doubled or tripled or quadrupled. And now you have to buy in rather than buying in at like $46,000, you're gonna have to buy in closer to $200,000. So with all these metrics, this is kind of the thing like we said in our thumbnail patience is a virtue. We have to be willing to be patient. We have to be willing to go through these capitulation and accumulation phases to let things shake out, to let the price do what it wants to do and understand I'm not in this for profits tomorrow. I'm in this for profits 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now. This is the money that I'm going to be giving to my children so that they can go start their families that I can give to my grandchildren so they can do their families. This is something we have to grasp. There's so much bullish stuff happening right now. Uh, we just have to hold on a little bit later. But that article goes on to say, and we're going to talk about this a little more, Goldman Sachs is still predicting $100,000 of Bitcoin. For those of you who don't know about Goldman Sachs and their history with Bitcoin, four years ago, Goldman Sachs was one of the biggest naysayers of Bitcoin. They were screaming Bitcoin is a dead project. Don't get anywhere close to it. Don't, you know, this is not, this is worthless. It's going to die. And correct me if I'm wrong, four years ago, Bitcoin's price was sitting at like what? Like 
maybe 5,000, 3,000. You know, I wasn't in it at that point. Uh, do you know T Shroom? What the, that was? I know you weren't in it either. I can go out in the weekly chart and uh, look. Let's see. Four years ago. It been 2018. Uh, yeah. Like, there, like there were phases in 2018. Where, basically, where Ethereum is now. Yeah. A little the, under fourth. Four grand. The, the we had a peak in 2017 where the price got as high as 19,000, and that was massive. But in 2018, the price was kind of operating somewhere between 8,000 and getting as low as like uh, 6,000. Uh, sorry, I don't know, say like 3,000. And and that's when Goldman Sachs and other banks like them were were telling people, hey, it's time get out. Bitcoin's dead. And now we have them actually confirming, despite this negative price action, sorry, that's the wrong screen, negative price action, that no, 100,000 is still very much on the table for Bitcoin. Uh, this is, again, we have on-chain metrics screaming bullish. We have technicals on a t longer time frame screaming bullish. We have naysayers who are now coming out of the woodwork and they're saying, you know what? We were wrong. Actually, there's a lot of value to this Bitcoin. Why would this be a time where you would get out of this project? Uh, Smay, I want to hear what your thoughts are on all that because like, one thing I love about Smay is, you know, Smay is learning technical analysis, but I, I feel like Smay has really always had a good grasp of the sentiment of the market. So with all that, what are your thoughts about uh, all these different metrics uh, versus the sentiment going on right now? I mean, ultimately, it, it's there was a part of me that feels like uh, overall right now, especially with crypto, where we're at in crypto's adoption is we're still at the ebbs and flows of whether it's trendy or not. Mm. Um, I think there is one of the things that like as you know, as we were going up towards this all time high, everyone started getting really hype about it. And just like with uh, either the ebbs and flows of popular culture, right? Like there's there's things that people are focused on and there's things that people then there there's other times where they're not focused on it anymore. Mm -hmm. I feel like right now we're in that era of where people just aren't really focused on it. And then what you're seeing now is the people who were still in it, uh, who are still hodling. Now, those are the people that as they, their portfolios start to turn red and they get scared, they're the ones now starting to become naysayers, right? So you're going to see that a lot of people who uh, stuck around when everyone else got bored and took their profits, that they're going to be the ones that are going around and saying, oh, guys, this is doom and gloom. You should get out. And then they start to get disgruntled and angry, like, yeah. you know, bitter, right? But ultimately, that's why it's like you don't listen to the FUD. You, you have to know that we've been here a hundred times before uh, and you just kind of hold on and ride the ebbs and flows of the market. And the, you know, I think it's funny because when people talk about the analogy of like, uh, you know, bullish and bearish, but it's particularly bullish, right? Yeah. For things to be bullish, right? Imagine what it's like to be riding a bull, right? You're riding a bullish trend. Riding a bull is not easy. They're trying to get you off every single, every five seconds, right? Yeah. But if you hold on, you end up being that guy that bragging. You hold on to the bull, you know what I mean? So ultimately, that's where it's kind of, I feel like we're at. Uh, I mean, tell me if you disagree, but. No, no, I, I, I completely agree. That's something I've talked about, I think, several times when, you know, Jeb was in the co the host seat, I was in the co-host seat, is I think there's a lot of people who are getting discouraged right now and they're getting turned against. I think, yeah. I love the way you almost said it, because you didn't say it this way, but it's almost like there's going to be a cycle. There's going to yeah, be a cycle is. of people exactly. who were burned by Bitcoin years ago who are now jumping back on the train. But imagine them, they were burned back when it was $3,000. Now they're getting back on the train at $40,000. That's a massive difference. Yeah. We got people being burned right now at $40,000 that years from now are going to get back on the train when it's closer to $500,000. That's a massive difference. We'll let people get burned at $500,000. It's a cycle that just continues, it, continues, it, continues. It's, it's almost like trying to walk in step with Bitcoin, but you're yeah. out of the rhythm. Like you're trying to do a dance with the price action and then it's like, oh, well then I didn't sell fast enough, you know, so now I, I'm at a loss. But then, yeah. but then you start to FOMO and then you jump right back in at the next rally, but then yeah. you didn't get in 
you know, soon enough, and then you sell at a loss, and you start like you need to like that. That's why it's like when you're hodling, when you buy in and you believe in a project and you hold on, that's when you start to walk in step with the project. You go with the ebbs and flows, and then you end up being happy because you did, rather than trying to jump in every five seconds and jump yeah. out and jump in. That's where you're gonna keep getting wrecked, and you're gonna keep getting, uh, you're just gonna keep getting shredded. I want to go to T. Shum and Kale here in a second, but I think that's so true. The good news is though, I think that people will realize and learn and understand uh, when they've been burned once and then they were wrong. Like, so someone who was burned around, you know, let's say $5,000. That's a, that would have been a big dip. If you bought it at 5,000 and it dropped down to 3,000 back in 2018, that, I, I kind of almost understand why you would be scared and skeptically back in, but you now realize the potential of Bitcoin. I would think they're going to be a stronger, let's say they did buy it. Like, let's say they bought it 64, you know, 64,000 on the way back down. They understand, Hey, I've played this game before. I understand my portfolio is down right now, but I've played this game before where I got out too soon. I'm going to go ahead and stay. So I do think there's still lessons people can learn about being burned and then still getting in at the top of a market, understanding this is just a season of downward movement. It will rally back up and I will still make a lot of money. But T-Stream, I want to hear your thoughts. And then Caleb, because obviously Caleb is the newest investor into Bitcoin in the room. I want to hear what he has to say about all this as well. Well, I don't want to butter you at ups, May, but I genuinely have not heard that analogy made. And I'm, I'm, dumbfounded like the the concept of riding a bull being similar to the emotional experience of someone holding a volatile asset it's it's true it's kind of stunning that i have never thought about it like that before and that i've never been it's never been described like that before in in my uh in my world that you know media that i listen to so i mean that's all i had to say that's an excellent observation you really are kind of writing this if you're trading it if you're just buying and holding you know because you just like you're dedicated it's a little different but if you really are trading and you're trying to time like trends and when things are going to break out of resistance and support you really are kind of like you know you're you're bucking and you're and you're losing some and you're making some and you're really you know you're, you're and you learning get how bruised to, the, you yeah. get bruised even if you're winning you know what I mean like yeah. it's not it doesn't doesn't it's not comfortable it's fascinating know? so Caleb what are your thoughts because again you're the newest person in the room in Bitcoin you're a college student you know you're coming into your senior year what is the thought as a college student who's invested where where did you invest Caleb are you in a profit right now are you in a loss and what is that like riding that bull with Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I got in Bitcoin around the same time as you did, Tim, but I only invested a little bit of money. Oh, you did? Yeah, I, I got in uh, back when it was at 11000 Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You so, learn new things every day. Yeah, right? Um, but I invested a little bit, and then over like a very short period of time, like it grew very fast, and it caught my attention. That caused me to start researching, and that caused me to just jump full into Bitcoin. Um, and so far, like ever since, I have loved the project 100%. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm reading in chat right now and I see everybody or people are being like, oh, Bitcoin's in a, a, a bear market and whatnot. And I'm like, yeah. you know, I really don't understand because as a college student, like I know that the internet is, is the future. I know Bitcoin's the future. We have so many... Um, smart you mean like people. advanced technology not internet. yeah like, like advanced, advanced technology, technology right yeah. right you know but like all the all the smart investors all the the celebrities in the world are are jumping on a crypto and whatnot and saying this is the future this is the future and like yeah. i just know that this generation that i'm in current that i'm in is going to to blast uh crypto off and yeah and so like there's no doubt in my mind yeah Bitcoin no. is the future and so when I hear people talking bad about Bitcoin or like saying, we're, oh, it's dead or whatever, it's like, yo, there's no way. Like, it is the future. And so, like, holding now, whatever whatever you can buy now, you're, just, you're never going to regret it. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, something I want to put, Kelly just texted me. He said there's something I need to check on his Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to see if there's a, if I can find that quickly. Um, well, I mean, while while, he's, while you're looking for that, yeah. um, I, I think ultimately I agree exactly with what you're saying. Uh, what you're saying, uh, Caleb. Like, uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I do have a little a little foggy right now. No, you but uh, what I was gonna say is like, no, I I really think it's like it's one of those things. Just imagine being the guy who got burned in 2018. Yeah. Or 2017 at that matter when it dropped. And then you got burned. You're like, oh, their Bitcoin's not going anywhere. I'm just, I'm so done with this. It's so horrible. Mm-hmm. And then imagine being that guy now. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. now you're looking at it. It's like, okay, well, I, sa- I said it was doom and gloom, you know, years ago. And now here we are like three, four times that. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's one of those things. It's like, okay. Right. We've seen yeah. the history of it. Uh, now you, if you're feeling that way now, right? You're feeling that way. It's like, oh, now we're all the way. We went to sixty nine. Now we're all the way at forty six thousand. When it was at yeah. three thousand, right? So now we're not even all the way down there. So now look, now you're at here now saying, okay, now I have the opportunity. If we're saying, okay, we have an opportunity here to go to a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, a million eventually in the in the future as the adoption. Because Caleb's absolutely right. We're not even at the we're not even at the point where it's where it's, it's gonna be right. Yeah. Like everyone is jumping on board. We have the we have institutions jumping on board. We have celebrities jumping on board. Culture is moving in that direction, and our generation is moving in that direction. At this point, don't be the guy that says, "Oh man, I lost money at sixty nine. When now you can, if you buy in now and you continue to hold, you're going to be very happy when it's a hundred thousand, 200,000, 300,000, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to feel burned anymore. Right? Like, so that's one of those things that you have to get over those emotions and, and realize and see the bigger picture. Uh, uh, and, and that's also, you know, that's just, that's just the part of being a trader. It's a difficult experience. Even when you're winning, it's a difficult experience. Yeah. So yeah, you go to my screen real quick. Uh, you know, Kelly, I told you guys, Kelly texted me. He wanted me to show metric. This is, this is something he has on his Twitter. So if you don't follow Kelly at Kelly Kellum on Twitter, make sure you do it. Cause he, post things like this all the time but he wanted to point out a market cipher which we don't do we don't didn't do on this show uh but uh look at these blood diamonds that show up let's see uh, there's three of them that i see these are indicators of massive bearish action you guys can even see look at this massive red candle after this one right here but notice how the bulls continue to fight his point here is that literally and you can read it in his comment if you look over there is look at the massive pressure from the bears right now and look how strong the bulls hold this is an indication of how strong the bulls are at holding this bottom uh, another thing i wanted to say before we move into super chats and we can go you can go off my screen now it's may is this is a number you need to remember and this is a Another reason, another metric, a thought as to, man, why would institutions be wanting to get into Bitcoin right now? Bitcoin is widely seen as an asset. Whether Bitcoin ever becomes currency like it has in El Salvador with the rest of the world, whether it becomes the, the, the way the dollar is backed, no matter what, it is seen as an asset. What is another major asset that people look at? It is gold. If you had invested in gold January 1st, 2021, and you had invested in Bitcoin January 1st, 2021, your profit on gold would have come back four, 4% profit. Your profit on Bitcoin would have been 60%. And that's sitting at the closing price. There were moments where you would have had well over 100% gain on Bitcoin if you had taken profits at the right moments. Watch institutions look at that number because that is a number that can be really clear. These, these institutions want to invest properly. They want to have strong assets so that they can continue to go back to their boards and be able to give profitable numbers. 
I'm looking at one asset that on a year gave me 4% gain and another asset that on a year gave me 60% gain. Which asset do you think those institutions are gonna lean towards investing in in coming years? It's going to be Bitcoin. If you if you have any doubt, Bitcoin is going to become the new gold. Go watch our video that we posted last week, Why Bitcoin Episode 1, Why Bitcoin is the New Gold. And guess what? This week we're coming out with another episode. And what's the topic of that one, T-Shroom? What's the title of this week's? You know, that's a, it's a good question. What's the uh, do you, oh, do you not do you not know? <laughs> okay, it's uh, it's. Oh, I guess it's a, a, a smay question. Yeah, no, it's the t- uh, the episode coming out on Friday is going to be talking about Bitcoin and uh, its tangibility, right? So yeah, you know, everyone always asks the question, right, when you're introducing Bitcoin to somebody. Well, I can't touch it. Well, this is going to be what we're diving into. We're going to be basically diving into not only the, you know, the argument against that, but also like yeah. the, ph- the philosophy behind it um, to help hopefully convince people who still have that as an uneasy thing that it's not a t- it's not a tangible asset. Right. Uh, we're going to be basically quenching that concern yeah. uh, on Friday. So, well, let's go ahead and do some super chats and before we jump into Ethereum TA and then we close out the stream later with some more uh, smaller altcoins. But, Caleb, do you have any super chats or any good questions in? chat uh we just have one super chat from okay. uh Darren max he said 88 gang. gang yeah i could have told you if yeah. you had just told me the name i would have told you what he put yeah. uh yeah 88 gang come on uh we we talked about 88 earlier in the show so we're not going to go back into any on that uh caleb is there any sentiment in chat though that we could talk about is, what are people's thoughts even during all that conversation i would love to even engage with them and kind of chew on what they were saying um you know i saw i forget where it was but i saw one guy who said if bitcoin isn't a bear market that's when you buy. And it's funny because I was yeah. thinking about that. I was like, yeah, like if it was like right now is a great time to buy. And yeah. incrementally. Like, right. Yeah. Exactly. Dollar cost average, baby. Right. And like every week, every every week I get paid, I buy Bitcoin every week. So, yeah, but th- no this doubt. is this. I, w- I would love to say to anyone who thinks this is a bear market. Hey, you know what? At the end of the day, you might have some people say you're you're wrong. That, if you think it's a bear market, that's great. You can sell. Like I, that's. I want everyone realizing, Jeb is not the end all be all. Tim is not the end all be all. T. Shum, Kelly, any other YouTuber that comes out and says what their opinion is, they are not the end all be all. If you think we're in a bear market, then sell, and that's up to you. That is your opinion, but I am a big believer of, I do not wanna tell you what to think. I wanna teach people how to think, and if in teaching people how to think about the markets, if in teaching people how to look at the metrics, uh, of the on-chain metrics, the technical metrics, the fundamental metrics, if you look at all of that, and you for yourself come to the conclusion we're in a bear market, then by all means, do what you think is right. Listening to everybody else and just making opinions because your friend said so is going to sometimes give you some profitability, but a lot of times end up losing you. I talked about it yesterday on the show, for anyone who missed it, a lot of times some people might walk into a gym and close their eyes and shoot a basketball backwards and it might go in. But if they think that's the continued method to continue to make baskets, they're very wrong. It's when you look at the basket and you create your form that you create consistency. I am very, very happy when people disagree with my technicals. I'm very, very happy when people disagree and have a different opinion because that means they're thinking for themselves. And if this channel can do anything, like if this channel gets you to believe that we're in a bear market because we taught you how to think about things and you see those metrics showing up, then great. I'm so excited we did our job because you get to make your own decision. 
But that being said, our opinion, my opinion, if you're still learning how to form your opinion, look at these metrics. There's a lot of bullish indicators and learn how to come up with the decision for yourself. Nobody should or will force you to invest money. Uh, the only person who will lose money is you. And if you, if you just give your money to somebody else to invest for you, there's, you now have no more control over it. Please do this research for yourself and learn for yourself. Let's do some Ethereum TA though and jump on in there. We're not gonna be that long, but I wanna kinda update you guys on what's happening there. I'm on the weekly chart, so that's gonna look really funny. Uh, I don't know if you're already on my screen, Smay, but you can yep. go ahead and get there. Similar to what I had going on with Cardano, I have a Bitcoin chart like this as well, uh, but I didn't show that for today because I have I have my Bitcoin chart that's kind of showing the accumulation phase of Wyckoff and then another one with a lot of resistances and supports. You're going to see right now on Ethereum, we had uh, we have a lot of different levels of resistance right here in between 4,000 and, and 41, give or take. A lot of different levels in there that are going to be really key. This is something I, I'm fully expecting Ethereum to get back up to here. But there was something I noticed the other day. And I, for those of you who have been watching uh, this channel for a while, this is something Jeb and I talked about, which I think is really cool. Back when we were up here, we were definitely setting up bearish RSI divergence. So I'm going to show you guys. Pretend pretend you you don't see any of this. You don't see any of this price action. We, we uh, okay, actually, I'm going to show you on a three daily chart. We had been setting up just normal action and we had been setting up bearish RSI divergence right here, okay? Bearish RSI divergence was forming. There was no indication that we were setting up bullish RSI divergence. We made the prediction back then that our price at at the best would come down to about 35 to 36 100. At worst, it could drop as low as 27. We said we figured it was gonna be somewhere in the middle. But what's really cool, when I zoom back in, going back to the daily chart, Actually, I want to show you one more time. We ended up we ended up forming that bullish RSI diversion. So as you guys see, a rise in price action, a lowering in RSI action. Now we have set up bullish RSI divergence right at when we go to the daily chart. What was our bottom right here at thirty six hundred dollars? So we ended up using this strong level of support right here. Uh, and we bounced off of it. Guys, I actually am I'm really excited about Ethereum. I know a couple weeks ago we talked about uh, guys. Don't be surprised if Ethereum goes to the downside and sideways, that was up around here. We ended up playing out downwards a lot faster than I thought we would. And therefore, I actually am expecting a fresh rally on Ethereum to be coming very soon. And it's not just because that, it's look at this entire chart. We are gonna be setting up bullish RSI divergence this whole time. We saw it on the three daily chart. We see it on the daily chart. And with that strong support right here happening right around $3,600, we are ready for a fresh rally. Also, you guys are gonna see this price action right here. As I told you about with Cardano, if you're if you're just joining the show, these lines come from a combination of using the VPVR, which I can pull up to show you guys, and using strong levels of support and resistance, meaning times that we used it over and over and over and over and over again. You guys are gonna see there's a lot, a lot happening right here. We're hovering right above this this mountain, as we talked about with a VPVR, it's really easy to roll up. It's a little harder to climb, especially when you get to the peaks. I'm expecting over the next little bit, watch Ethereum kind of struggle in this region between these two lines, this blue support line of 37.84, and then this red resistance line of 3,900. But when we break through that, I think we're going to have some struggling moments right here around 4,000, uh, 4, and that's going to be completely okay. So uh, for anyone who is investing in Ethereum, if you want to go a little bit more into it, this is a great time because I do believe we're on a great time. We're on our way back up, but don't be surprised if we end up having to hover at 40,000 or 40,000 on a Bitcoin brain, 4,000 before we move on. Moving to our oscillators to see what's happening on the daily chart because I showed you three daily. 
Uh, let's see here. We're kind of at the moment still overwhelmingly in a bearish trend. Uh, I do think it's reversing here soon. Uh, you guys can see level resistance coming out here. We are kind of coming to the bottom of where we had a falling wedge. Uh, so come on now, line, draw for me. There we go. Uh, we are coming to the very bottom of that. I would not be surprised to see us break out right here. As we talked about before, falling wedges, rising wedges, triangles, whatnot, they usually start breaking about 70 to 90% of the way through. This is definitely a past 70. So whether we break through right here or whether we come down one more time, I would be surprised if we come all the way down here. If, and I would actually expect us to bounce on that level again around 36 before coming up. But I don't even know if there's a guarantee we absolutely have to do that. What we do need to keep an eye on is can we break the 50 RSI, can we break through this level of descending resistance and head back towards 4,000? The MACD is kind of, as we talked about before, in a season where it's a lot of boorish, boring action. What I say? Boring. Boring. It's really fun. This is Jeb does a great job to, to talk this fast and try to get your thoughts out and communicate clearly and not say words in a funny way is, uh, is a fun treat. Uh, the MACD just crossed bullish officially. You guys can see really, really small there, a green histogram. Nothing to sing about, to rejoice about, but it technically did cross bullish. I would not be surprised to see this kind of move boring for a little bit as we work right here. And we and again, I told you guys, moving back and forth, wicks touching this red line, coming down, candle bodies closing on this blue line before a bullish breakout or a, a resistance and a, and a throwdown. There's nothing here that I think has to. This is not bearish RSI divergence. So if, if this was, if this RSI was higher, I would say, hey, guys, this, this is the time we're going to resist, similar to what we saw, I think, on uh, uh, what project we were looking at earlier that I said that we had that happening. I think it was Link uh, that we saw that we were approaching that level of resistance, but the RSI was a little too high. This is not that case. This RSI is actually showing to me as a potential that this is the time we could break through without setting up bearish RSI divergence to get back up to this point around $4,000. Uh, let's zoom in a little bit. On, let's actually, let's look at the Bollinger Bands real quick first. I'm going to turn off the VPVR because that's not really helping us anymore. That's going to be a key level right there. I think we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Is that 20 daily SMA? You saw a wick right here, kind of resistance, but we've continued to come up. We didn't just drop back down. We're continuing to come back towards this line. Can we break it? It's right there at that level again with that descending level of resistance. This is something to watch over the next couple of days. Can we break it and head back to 4,000 or do we come back down? Go down to the four hourly chart real quick before we come out of Ethereum. Uh, we're in a season right now on the Bollinger Bands, but we're definitely capitulating. We're definitely in a in a phase where we're getting smaller and constricting. And what that indicates is we're about to see a breakout. As we just said, I don't think there's a lot of indicators showing a breakout to the downside. There are a lot of indicators showing breakouts to the upside. Again, even I think uh, we talked about earlier, there's been a lot of institutional adoption into Chainlink, which is on the Ethereum platform. I think institutions are both getting into Ethereum projects and Ethereum itself, as well as Bitcoin. I do expect over these next couple of months to watch the entire market in both Ethereum projects and Bitcoin climb because of an institutional adoption. Uh, but that's all I have on the technical analysis. Is there anything that I missed, T-Shroom? Anything that you saw when you were doing your own technicals on it? No, I think you did a great job. I think, uh, you know, it is difficult to replicate uh, what Jeb is providing here for the channel, but I think you're doing a great job, Tim. <laughs> it's just the, his ability to spit like 500 words a second is, uh, is top notch. But I do hope that that made sense. And, and I have a different style, and I hope that people love that. I have a different style. I really like to go slower with these things and really show you guys uh, the the 
what's going on in my brain as I'm looking at these metrics? Because at the end of the day, you know, the only thing that matters to my portfolio is what I see and how I read things. What matters to your portfolio is how what you see and how you see things. So I want you guys to be able to see things clearly and understand and then be able to disagree with me. I love when people text me, text me, well, message me like on Twitter or something and say, hey, Tim, I know you said this earlier, but this is what I'm saying. What are your thoughts? Uh, that is what I want to encourage with this whole community, this whole group. Uh, so uh, that's all I have on Ethereum. Let's check Lux Algo real quickly just to see if there's anything canceling out or confirming anything that I said on the four hourly chart is the first one I'm going to look at. Um, let's see here. Look at this. Okay, so we talked about earlier the candles on Luxalgo. We we had some red candles with our strong uh, our red trend catcher, but we turned purple and now have turned green. So this is a good indicator. I think again, kind of backing up what I was saying earlier. I think that we have enough momentum bullishly to come up, touch the twenty SMA, touch this level of resistance. Can we break through it? Is the question. But it does look like there's enough strength to do that. Let's look at the daily chart to see if there's anything different. And give me just a second because Lux. Oh, it loaded faster this time. Look at how far below this trend catcher we are. You know, obviously very strong red candles, but look at how we've been rising. I would not be surprised over the next little bit to see purple ones. Do you know If we don't see purple ones, we drop back down, that would explain it. But if we do break through this level of resistance, see purple, and look at how far below that trend catcher we are, this is an indicator. I think Luxalgo is telling us, guys, expect some some rebounding from Ethereum. Expect a nice strong rally to catch back up and go back up again, or at least around that level of 4,000. That's all I have for Ethereum. Caleb, let's check back in and see if there's any uh, super chats, but I do have some other announcements I need to make before we continue the show. Um, Matt C liked uh, your neck today. Tim's looking swole. My neck? Yeah, people are in the, in the chat saying Tim's uh, Tim has neck no reveal. neck. Neck reveal. Neck reveal. Yeah. Neck reveal. <laughs> Don't have much of a neck. I, I, you know, I, I definitely am that guy. Like, I have the traps that like almost uh, take my neck out of the picture completely. Uh, you know, so it's uh, a blessing and a curse. You know, not a lot of neck injuries, but uh, not a lot of neck either. So that kind of reduces the, the neck injuries for sure. Uh, any other super chats? Yeah, uh, artists. Uh, anonymous said, "Why does everyone dismiss uh, Ethereum Classic? Smart contract, fixed monetary policy. Yeah, um, there's plenty of development right now. But. Yeah, so I'm going to answer that with a very honest answer. I don't know. You know, I know that Jeb really doesn't like it, but I, the reason I'm not investing in Ethereum Classic is because of the reason I've told you guys not to invest in things. I have not gone and done my due diligence on Ethereum Classic. I, I don't have the time to do it all. Uh, I mean, but that is a project that you, if you're going to invest in it, and it sounds like this guy is a lover of it. You know, he loves yeah, Ethereum yeah. Classic." Hey, if you've done your research and you've looked at, at what's happening fundamentally and done what I talked about earlier, did you look for the reasons why people don't like getting into it? Because I know I know one of the reasons Jeb said is that because it's a because it's similar to Ethereum and it's almost like competing with Ethereum, you know, it's, it's not going to beat the big boy at the at his job. Yeah. But but that's what I'm saying. Like, have you done your research? Like the answers you got for why Ethereum Classic is not good. If you don't think those are good answers, then good for you. Good for you for getting into a project. The only thing I'll tell you is if you're the only person in the world who likes the project, that project is not going to go very far. So make sure there's also a lot of strong sentiment and a lot of, of people who love that project as well. That's a recipe for a good project. Uh, but if you've done your research and you like it, good for you. And I'll, you know, that's something someday down the road, I, I'm not going to promise I'm going to do that tomorrow, but someday as I expand and I grow and I learn more about all these other altcoins, maybe I'll do some digging into Ethereum Classic and change my mind. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, I think really, honestly, it's just because it's not Ethereum, you know? Yeah. It, it, yeah. I think a lot of people see this as Ethereum Junior, um, and I don't think that's necessarily 
necessarily, it might not necessarily be true, but yeah. like, I'm just like to answer the question of like, why don't more people talk about it or more people invest in it? It's because I think it literally is. A lot of people just see it as a, as a, a Ethereum junior. And because it's not Ethereum, it's not the big boy that's ma- bringing all the flashy attention. Yeah. Uh, I, which is actually leads me to a, a second thought that I wanted to, I want to say about when it comes to altcoins specifically, when you're looking at an altcoin, uh, beyond actually just the development and uh, looking at the fundamentals of a coin, you also, just like what Tim just hinted at, you got to make sure other people agree with you. Yeah. Because if no one agrees with you, then you're not going to make, like the project could be the best project in the world. You're not going to make money on it. That's just mm-hmm. that's just how it is. You have to make sure that the steps to picking a good project is beyond just what they're promising, beyond if they have the world's best developers, beyond if they're making the coolest product in the world. Right. You have to see, do yeah. other people agree with me? If not, then I'm not going to make money on it. Yeah. Even that thought of like what, what I would look for, just telling you guys, if I was about to do my due diligence on Ethereum Classic, I would look for, OK, it, it is similar. I, I mean, I, I, the little bit I know about it, it is similar to Ethereum. What does it accomplish that Ethereum doesn't accomplish? So that would be a, a really big point. What are what are its weaknesses that Ethereum itself doesn't have? Can those be addressed? Do I trust the developers of it? Do I trust the team that works on it? And then the last one is, is this a project and what it does differently than Ethereum? Is it so significant that other people will eventually want to jump on board? Like, is that when we look down the future of blockchain technology, does its solution to Ethereum's problem, is it so massive that other people will jump on board as well? If the answer cannot be a definitive yes on those, then it is a project that I would be like, hey, maybe it's nice, but second fiddle in this game is not going to ever be as profitable as the first big dog. Uh, but we'll keep moving on. Any other super chats? Yeah. Uh, Little Time Mining said, currently mining Toncoin. What coin? Toncoin. Never heard of it. Never heard of that one. Is it um, K-H-A-N or Co- T-O-N? coin, which I looked it up and it's like. Con or T? T-O-N. Oh, there's a con. Okay, no, Toncoin. Con. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, don't it know might, it one. might also be Coin. Who knows? We'll yeah, see. it's ranked two, uh, 203 on coin market cap. It's, so. pre- it's ranked what? 203. Yeah, it's kind of out. That's yeah. outside of my bands of yeah. doing a lot of, you know, yeah. there's some, there are some random projects in the hundreds that I think that we have knowledge of, but it's, mm. yeah, it's not. Well, I mean, I, I hope that works out though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good for you. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Uh, actually, that was a question I asked the other day. How many coins, and this is a question I have no idea what the answer is. Uh, obviously, Bitcoin is the big one in mining, but, you know, we're getting to a place where mining is becoming less, uh, you know, less profitable. There's so many miners out there. Like if you were just jumping, if you weren't in a mining pool, could you really make that much money? What other projects are out there that you can still mine and make money? Because obviously Ethereum's going to be coming to a close a bunch. very soon. Kadena. Kadena? I feel like there's a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the num- Do we know the number of that? Uh, I I would not. That'd be an interesting that. topic for us to dive into. Is how many how many coins can you still mine? Or like proof of and work. Which ones are looking like they're stake. profitable? Because I know there's a lot of our audience that would love to get into mining. But yeah, let's keep going on. Any other super chats? Yeah. Uh, our boy Kelly Kellum. Hey. Uh, shout out. He said uh, at Ashton uh, Mira, I think, uh, said the Crypto Jeb channel. Uh, all members and staff never take any paid sponsorship or sections to highlight any coin or topic. Oh, uh, we're yeah. dedicated to just giving uh, free info. So yeah, yeah. Anyone, anyone who we've actually been approached, just being fully transparent, we've been approached by coins, and you guys can you call our bluff on this. You can say, like, oh, they're just making it up. Uh, 
we're, we just we just decided a while ago core values are what we want to accomplish the mission the vision we have for a company and what we want to build here we just can't risk compromising our integrity to take those those coins could have been great those coins could be world changers if we like a coin we're going to promote it for free I mean, we love bitcoin ethereum cardano they don't pay us to talk about them we love their projects we will never accept money to shill a coin and, and i don't want to cast any like shame or anything on any other youtuber that does you know we they got to keep the lights on it's just something we've decided as a team we're not going to get in the game of shilling things if we are we do take sponsors uh we have products that sponsor us uh to help keep the lights on but even those ones are ones that we really do agree we're never gonna get a sponsor from a company that uh that is a poor company or not going to help you out but when it comes to projects and coins it's just a little too fishy and like we just don't want to get involved and promote a coin that ends up getting crashed and cost people a lot of money so just so you guys know our heart as a team uh we're not gonna do that and that's why sometimes with super chats that are kind of trying to heavily shill a coin we're like hey i think we have too large of a platform to shill something we have no idea really what's happening there so yeah uh arlo c said uh your thoughts on ren and do any of you guys hold ren um ren. personally i don't know that much about it yeah i don't hold any you know anything about ren no i don't but yeah. i did just see an interesting uh headline come across my screen are you guys interested in hearing what yeah i'd love to chess grandmaster gary oh. kasparov says that bitcoin could replace the u.s dollar in 10 years he is a chess master so he's, if, he's all about moves ahead you know he thinks if, he if thinks you, five yeah. moves ahead at all times yes if, if you're out there thinking like a chess grandmaster which yeah. i know i try to <laughs> you know i what is the opposite of a chess master? What's the uh, opposite? The chess loser? That's me. I'm a chess loser. <laughs> I, I'm not good at chess. Uh, it's weird because I actually do usually in other things in life think ahead of what the next couple moves are. But in chess, I'm I'm not. I, it's not my forte. What the horsey do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Gosh. Any other Classic. super chats? Yeah, we got uh, two more. Um, B13SR says, I believe Charles Hodgkin is on the Ethereum Classic board. Um uh, that's something to yeah, look into. That's something to yeah. look into for sure. I, I know he's not giving it as much time as he's giving Cardano, and I know he's right. not putting technology over there. Right. Yeah. Who I mean, isn't on the well, Ethereum do, Classic? Oh, well, board, do you? <laughs> do you know that? I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Me okay. Too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say, he doesn't do much speaking engagements for Ethereum Classic. Yeah, so, no, so. he doesn't. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Christian Sanchez says, "Hey guys, who checked out the BTC is following the same pattern as uh, May, July, twenty twenty one, but in a stretchy version. Uh, if we do, we will see a forty three k range before uh, fifty to sixty k range. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, but yeah, guess we gotta check that out, huh?" All right. Well, there is something I have to announce. I told you guys I had announcements I had to had to give. And and that is, you know, first of all, I'm going to talk about the Bitcoin conference coming here in two weeks. Right. Yeah, no, next week. It's next week. 17th. So not yeah. this weekend. The next weekend. There's a Bitcoin conference down in Miami. Is it really the next week? Jeb is going to be there. Jeb. I think Zach, who's one of our editors here, he's going to be doing some filming down there. Uh, Greg, our sales manager, is going to be going with him. And I think there's a chance Shannon, our marketing director, is going. Uh, Smay and I will be here in office. Kelly will be back in New York City. T-Shroom will be on his vacation uh, for two months. Vacation. But the show will still be here, but the Bitcoin conference is going to be down there. If you want to go meet Jeb in person, because I know there's not a lot of people who have gotten to do that, you want to sign up today for that conference. We have a link in the description down below. Uh, Smith, we have that link down there, right? Yes. Yeah, you guys can go uh, meet Jeb. We're going to be going to that conference. We're also going to be going to the one here later in, what's the, April? April? 
April. Yeah, so there's going to be a lot of engagements. We're going to be building this year to a lot more being out in the open to meet people. Uh, but that conference is going to be great. Uh, Bu Kelly's going to be there. The mayor of Miami's going to be there. I think Mark Cuban's yep. going to be Mark there. Mark Cuban. Uh, a lot of big names who are big in crypto, love crypto, are going to be there, but none bigger than Jeb himself. <laughs> so if for no other reason, you should go meet Jeb. One of the things he's specifically going to do when he's down there is look to make sure anyone who recognizes him he wants to interact with. Uh, so please consider going in a, going to that conference and meeting Jeb. The other one is that we are sponsored. I told you guys just a second ago, we have sponsorships that we really agree with. And you guys understand why we are sponsored by this company. It's TradingView. Trade, we would not really even have a channel. We wouldn't really be talking to you if it wasn't for TradingView. We wouldn't be able to break down the technicals and give you good price predictions and good understanding of why prices move the way they move without TradingView. So if you do not have it already, I heavily consider it. It is something that you will make your money back almost immediately if you understand how to read the charts. If you pair that especially with CT2A, which is the course we teach about technical analysis, literally we've had just time after time after time people telling us, man, it was a matter of weeks before they paid off everything they had to pay for because of how helpful that really was. Uh, if you don't really analyze the markets, that's fine. You guys can just stick to like corn market cap and stuff and watch price action. But if you're very interested in being serious about your trading and understanding what's happening in technical analysis, there is no better, better website or platform than TradingView. Uh, and so go click, there's a link in the description down below. Go click that, get that today so you can start your technical analysis journey. Uh, let's see, we're gonna keep moving on with some, you know, TA on, you know, we'll use TradingView right now, kind of show you what's happening there. We're gonna start with Terra Luna. This is a product that we've talked about a couple times on this show, but uh, overwhelmingly, we don't talk about it too often. I'm gonna take off Luxago. Not gonna worry about Luxago right now with that one. This is something, so I, I actually drew this a while ago. This is TA I did a while ago. We've been in a rising trading channel here for a little minute. We had a little fake out right here where it looked like we were breaking out of, uh, of this trading channel, but as a whole, we're, we're kind of coming back in. This is on a longer time frame. If I'm, I'm on the daily chart, zoomed out, you see it even clearer if I was on the weekly chart. But if I zoom in just a little bit, it does look like we potentially are seeing a bull pennant forming right here. So we have a descending level of resistance. We have, you know, is that a pen? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say we have a rising level level of support as well with this bull flag right here this whoop, here we go come on now this bull flag if i were to predict what i think is going to happen if i was going to make a price prediction this could be when we break out of this trading this trading channel not a guarantee of it necessarily uh, but we would go as high as uh 132, 132, 133, somewhere in that region. If this is, in fact, a bull pennant, which it is looking like it is, I would probably see it a little clearer and went down to the four hourly chart. Boom. Um, yeah, no, I mean, so this is something you guys can be looking at on Terra Luna. I think there's a potential. We have a good buying opportunity. But here's what I would say if you're watching this right now, and I, we talked about this whole stream, don't just look at this TA and go make a trade. I, I want you guys to look at this TA and go do your own TA, which you can't do without trading view, and then decide, man, that's a great trade opportunity. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. What I would look for to confirm, and it would mean that it's not gonna be as much profitability, but I'm just gonna be honest with you guys. I would look for the price to get back up in the region of 99 to $100. The reason why is because, as I just told you guys, we are in an ascending trading channel, and we're eventually going to break. Whether we break bullish or whether we break bearish is yet to be seen. I'm just telling you, looking at the price action, uh, we've been spending a lot more of our time above kind of the 50 line. Like if there was a middle line right down the middle, we've spent more of our time Time on the top than we have the bottom, which to me, and I've, I've seen this done by a lot of traders, they kind of look at that as a key of really the price wants to be higher than it wants to be lower. So I'm, I'm expecting a bullish breakout, whether it's this or something else. But if you buy right here, 
and then we hit our level on this resistance and come back down because technical analysis, as great as it is, not 100%, there's no guarantee that we absolutely have to play out this flag. Uh, we could just come right back down and come back down to our, uh, and set a new higher low. And, and I would still say in the long run with this ascending trading channel, there are some great trades to be made. Like, for example, one of the strategies people will do is when they start to notice when a rising trading channel, they start buying every single time we bottom out. They'll buy here, they'll buy here, they'll buy here, they'll buy here. And some of them are at loss at times. But you're noticing if you bought, let's say, for example, back here, despite the fact that we came back down and set bottoms, you never set a lower bottom. We're just keep getting higher and higher and higher and higher. Uh, this is a strategy that you need to look into if you want to do. And I think there's even a course on CT2A uh, about how to read those confirmations and knowing when to get in and out of a trade. Uh, but right now, just looking at formations, Luna is in a spot where I'm not saying run and buy it right now, but I am saying keep your eye on Luna. If it's a project you love, if you've done your research, you love the team, you love the fundamentals, there's not a good reason to say you shouldn't be invested in it. Keep an eye because there is a chance that we could be breaking uh, here very soon. Again, there's also a chance we go to the downside as well. Let's look at the, our, our oscillators and see what's happening here. I'm going to go back out to the daily chart because the four hourly chart will give me a picture. Just so you guys know, uh, the reason I don't always do four hourly charts on these altcoins is because the four hourly chart will kind of give me a picture of what's going to happen over the next couple of days. The daily chart is going to give me a picture of what might be happening over the next couple of weeks. So the first thing I'm going to notice here is that we did have some bearish RSI divergence, but I do think that it played out. So for example, you guys can see we had the price action right here go up. We do have this peak, but there's got to be a point where we can't just say forever and eternity that we're going to hold this 89 or 90 RSI level against Terra Luna. This bearish RSI divergence already played out. We did have some negative price action. It wasn't negative in the sense of coming all the way back down, but we did correct. Right now, I think we're kind of setting up a spot of where, hey, there's not bearish or or bullish RSI divergence. I'm gonna zoom in so you guys can see it a little, little bit better. Uh, so again, what I'm gonna do is I'm not gonna count this mark. I'm just gonna be looking right here. Our bottoms are getting higher, our tops are getting higher. Same thing on the price. Bottoms are getting higher, the tops are getting higher. This is kind of a pattern of like, hey, expect this trend to continue. There's nothing screaming that we have to do either anything extremely bullish or bearish. The MACD is saying that potentially we're gonna be coming back down, but as you guys can see, MACD is kind of a, a lagging indicator. We've been moving bearish now ever since this little peak that we hit. This is something that potentially could turn, we see a light red histogram flash right here, and then we start moving bullish again. So this doesn't confirm nor deny a breakout to the upside nor a breakout to the downside. Let's look at what's happening on bullish bands and TD sequential. Uh, Bollinger bands are starting to constrict. What are constricting Bollinger bands talk about? We talked about earlier show. It means we're going to probably be moving into a season of explosiveness. We're going to see it explode either to the upside or the downside. An, an explosive is a, is a strong word. Coming back down and touching this resistance would be a breakout. Increased volatility. Yeah, let's, let's call it a breakout rather than explosiveness. We could break out, come all the way down to the resistance. We could break out and go up to that prediction of, uh, you know, what I think we said 132. Uh, either way, the Bollinger bands are starting to constrict. We're on the bottom side of that 20 SMA, but that's not really strong. The truth is that's the daily candle right now. We could grow and close out this candle well above the 20 SMA, so I wouldn't freak out too much about that. T sequential, is there anything crazy? Not really. We have a lot of indecision. You guys saw right here this green nine, or what Jeb calls a red nine. We did reverse here a couple candles later, but then we've kind of been in the indecision, indecision phase, which to me is the confirmation of that was a bull pennant. Uh, so again, that one, I actually would almost use TD sequential in a roundabout way to say... 
excuse me, to say, I think that bull pennant was in fact something happening. There's been a lot of indecision between the bulls and the bears right here. Uh, again, I would wait for confirmation before entering that buy. And I know that's going to limit the amount of profitability you would make, but I would rather make a smaller confirmed profit than roll the dice and potentially end up making a trade at the wrong time. Uh, but that is completely up to you guys and what you guys think. Let's move on to dot. Another one. This is one of Smay's favorite. Where did I have dot? Come on now. There we go. This is I one also of got to, I bought some today while we were on stream. You did? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. No, this is, I, I did kind of similar what I did with Cardano and Ethereum. I have on different lines and levels. Uh, this line. So we're flirting with this red line right here. So when I made this line, I think we were somewhere back, somewhere back in this region, because obviously I made this one blue. We were somewhere around here. You see this line. We turned as support several times. Uh, we came back down, tested as resistance, but now we're back above it. The question is, what are we doing with this level right here on 2971? I want to zoom in just a little bit. At the moment, we are above it. The reason I'm not going to turn this candle blue just yet is because this candle could come back down. We could come back down and close below it, in which case it would still be a level of resistance. But what I want to see tomorrow, if I'm doing TA on dot, on dot, did we get above this level of uh Former resistance, do we turn it back into support? In which case, now we're looking up here. You're gonna see a really thin red line. I'm, I'm just not that concerned with this red line, despite the fact that we had some red touches there, which does strengthen its level. Uh, just so you guys know, the more times we resist or support on a line, the stronger that line of support or resistance becomes. Uh, it has a couple more touches than what it had a little bit ago, but as a whole, I still don't think that's a very strong line. I'm more concerned with this red line right here at 31. Uh, so right now, you know, there's not a lot happening there. We do have a rising level of support right here to keep an eye on as well, but we're well above it. So there's not a, there's not anything saying that we automatically have to rally right now. We could move sideways and come back to that line. Let's look at oscillators to see if they're telling us anything of importance. Uh, let's see. That's not really bearish RSI divergence. Uh, it's, it's really kind of, again, continuation. And what I would say is, guys, we had a descending wedge right here, a falling wedge that we broke bullish out of. So right now the trend is bullish. So when I'm looking at the daily RSI, what I'm I'm looking at right here. We're also above the 50 right now. I, I think expect this trend to continue. I think Smay, you made a great decision to go into dot right now. You know, it wouldn't have been as good as if you had gotten in right here on the 21st of December, but I do think the trend's going to continue and there's nothing showing that's not going to happen. Uh, the, the MACD is not necessarily crazy, but it is moving in the bullish direction, continuing. Uh, so again, MACD is looking not that bad at all. Let's look at what's happening on the Bollinger Bands and TD Sequential. Uh, we're above the 20 SMA on the Bollinger Bands. It looks like we actually kind of touched the top of Bollinger Bands, came back down and touched it, and now we're in a season of like we're going to rally back up towards it. That would be awesome to come back out and test the top of that Bollinger Band because that means we're starting to kind of play with those stronger levels of resistance. So that's something to keep an eye on right there. Does this Bollinger Band keep moving? Do we actually end up breaking through this level of resistance right here? T sequential. Uh, we have a five, so nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, that gives us, you know, four days, four to ten days, I would say, or four to ten, four to six days before I would say there's a must from the TD sequential screaming that we need to reverse. So as a whole, guys, Smay, great trade. Uh, I'm glad you came to that conclusion on your own. What was your reason for investing this morning in DOT? Well, I, I would love to say that it was some well-timed, beautiful thing, but really I was just, I, I'm dollar cost averaging into the projects I like. So Nice. This okay. is, I, it, it was not really much of a trade. I don't plan to sell so it this wasn't, you, soon, you weren't but, reading any market or anything. Um, I You're mean, just, just your I, time to buy. I, I was looking for a good time and I saw yeah. that it was at a good price that I liked. But other than that, I, I did, it wasn't like I was timing this to be a trade or anything like that. I was just buying it to hold. Gotcha. So. Well, let's uh, let's jump back in and see if there's any more super chats, and then we'll close out the stream with maybe one or two. Nope, we're gonna do super chats and we're gonna close it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Jason Clark said, uh, SP 500 resting neckline of the W, uh, target at 49.50. All right, read that one more time. I'm uh, S&P 500, like the yes. stock. Yeah. Yep. Uh, resting neckline of W, target at 49.50. T-shirt. I know you look at the stocks quite often. That's no, not when I look. I guess I could look it up. Quite. Spy. He's thinking there's a, a neckline. I guess. Yeah. On O a W. I do see a W. It's a very very vivid W. Uh, and he's saying, could you read it one more time? I'm sorry. Uh, he says the target's at forty nine fifty. Okay, so he's saying he's pretty bullish yeah. on on it. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Fed is still buying bonds at an inexorbitant rate, so I don't see why the <laughs> you know spy wouldn't continue to go up it's right. currently under a trend line a line it, it, it's turned a line of uh, resistance it's turned a line of support into a line of resistance and it's it's tested that uh what is now resistance um recently it tested it at the top of that w on the 27th of december and rejected and has trended lower than that Mm-hmm. And it hasn't tried to make another run at that uh, recently. Microsoft is down pretty sharply today. I was taking a look at that. So it's a big component of the spy of the uh, of the S&P. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I don't know why. I, I like stocks. I've been trading stocks since I was in high school. But it's not there's not anywhere near as much as gain potential as in crypto. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, let yeah. No, I, it, let's say you chosen, gotten into the bottom of that W, you'd only be up five percent right now. Yeah. So it's, it's not. There's not a lot of. It's great if you're like in yeah. your sixties. I, I, <laughs> I will say, I will say, potentially what you could be seeing right there is a bull pennant forming on the on the S and P five hundred again. Do you want to turn your uh, dollar into a dollar oh five? Would be the uh, question there. I mean, you could be trading options and like you I could be leveraged in this, but. Oh, warn me, Tim. Good uh, oh, you still my you still my I didn't yeah. know you were still on my thing. Good grief. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Was there any other baby picture? Any other super chat? Yeah. <laughs> uh, not at the face. moment. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's so guys, it was a fun show. Fun show. You know, uh I'm hoping Jeb will be back soon, but again with sickness, I want him to get better. So there's a chance I'll be back in the seat tomorrow. Please tune in. Uh I hope that this information was really helpful to you guys. We still want to cover everything that is pertinent <laughs> that you guys need to know about. Uh I think Jeb said potentially he might shoot a video to post out at least as a story or something later today uh, to check in with you guys. But that's all we have for you. No. I hope that yeah. Hold wait, on. wait, wait. One more announcement. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we? Miss? I make sure the members, guys, the members. Oh yes. Tonight it was literally. What time, what time it, are we starting the members? Almost like right after this. Like literally right after. Eleven o'clock. Basically, yeah. all right. At eleven o'clock, there will be a member stream. So if so you if are you're a, member, a member, yes. If you're not a member and you want to be on that stream. Become a member real quick, and then you can join yeah, that stream. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and again, this won't be the last one, but it is the first one. So you don't want to miss it. Yeah. Uh, so that's all I have for you guys today. If you're not a member, thank you for being here. Uh, please, at the end, if you haven't hit it already, hit that like button. Hit subscribe. Guys, <laughs> I will see you tomorrow. Have a nice day. Peace. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJet. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at McAfee Media.